Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album, and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. TVI say with Ashley Ray, another episode, another episode of TVI say with Ashley Ray, another episode, another episode of TVI say Hello, TV Club. This this is a really, really, really special uh, episode. If you didn't know, we got nominated TVI say for best emerging podcast. Uh, with the iHeart Media Podcast Awards, that's so great. I'm up against Quentin Tarantino, and I want to beat him. What what better way to say TV is better than movies than for me to win an award over Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> so I wanted to do something special, and this guest we have coming on, this guest, uh, the chemistry, just the electricity. It, it, it turned into a two-part episode. Jason Manzukis joined us in the TV club, and I, th- this was supposed to be like a one-hour thing, just really quick, but but it just turned into this long, wonderful conversation about TV. And has anyone been in more TV shows than Jason Manzukis? I don't even think so. Like he, the, the resume is so long. We had so much to talk about, and we just we clicked in a way that gave me maybe like two of my favorite episodes we've ever done in the podcast. So you're going to want to stick around. And in the first part, we are doing just like a marathon talk of Jason's career, what we're both currently watching, uh, and and the underrated TV hits of 2022. You want to know what Jason Manzoukas is watching. So get ready for part one and part two. Part two will be out January, fresh, early. What a a new year treat for you. Uh, But... Stick around. I'm Ashley Ray, and today I'm thrilled to be joined by one of the funniest comedians and actors around. Uh, he's currently in Star Trek Prodigy on Paramount+. Plus. He's also the co-host of the crazy popular podcast, How Did This Get Made? Uh, he's also literally in every TV show you've probably ever seen. You know who I'm talking about. It's Jason Manzukis. Hello. Hi. You're yeah. Here. <laughs> Look at us. We're doing it. We're doing this. You're yeah. here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I've, I've really been enjoying your show. Um, oh, and was- thank you. So delighted um, to be invited to to come on. So I'm I'm excited to chat. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be talking about our our underrated hits of the year. They told yeah. me you might you might tell me about things I've never heard about before. I don't know about you know, look. I don't know about that because just from listening to your show, you have a very comprehensive. You watch more. You watch more television than anybody. I've just just from hearing you talk about it. I'm like, holy cow! Like it's not just oh, you're dipping in here and there. You no. have comprehensive. You are crushing full seasons. <laughs> it is enviable and impressive. So so Thank I don't you. know if you'll have never heard of any of these things. And and to be clear, some of the things on my list are great shows that everybody knows and everybody's talking about. But I think what I wanted to kind of get away from in a year-end kind of wrap-up is, uh, uh, you know, a lot of what I watched this year, a lot of what we watched culturally this year were these big, giant, kind of IP-driven, you know, shows yeah. that um, kind of controlled the conversation, whether it was uh, House of the Dragons or yeah. whether it was uh, Lord of the Rings or any of the Marvel shows from Ms. Marvel to She-Hulk to Moon Knight to any of the Star Wars shows, Boba Fett, yeah. Obi-Wan and or and or maybe the best one it of my favorite really shows good. of the year. Is, yeah. But these shows have dominated any and all 
podcasts, articles, you know, any they've dominated the discourse. So I was like, where is there room for some of these other shows to kind of get get a shot and get talked about? You know, so yeah. that's kind of what and it's I was right here. To do. It's yeah, right exactly. here on TV, exactly. I say. And that's what we're going to do. Awesome. I am so excited. Uh, but first, how does it feel to look at, you know, your resume of, of comedy performances and it's just banger after banger? How does that feel? You know, it is, I'll be honest, it's pretty cool. You know, <laughs> I got I got real lucky, you know. I come out of the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater scene that started in New York. Like, I started in 1998 doing comedy in, in New York. And for a good 10-plus years, I couldn't get any jobs, you know. I really didn't work at all other than on stage and writing and doing my own stuff. So when things did start happening for me and it was mostly predicated on the I, I booked very quickly um, uh, recurring part on that show, The League oh, uh, on course. FX yeah, and yeah. The Mike White show Enlightened on HBO, both of which were very sm- meant to be very small parts in very big shows in very big ensemble shows. I mean, and luckily, both of them kind of landed. And, and those are the two shows that. Yeah, that my next clutch of shows like I get on. I then go from zero to I do uh, like a season on the league, just a couple of episodes. And some they put me in an episode. They asked me to be they asked me to be in an episode of Modern Family. Yeah. Uh, like the biggest show at the time. And I was like, whoa, I- I've been trying to get on, you know, sitcoms. I've been trying to get on these jobs for years and I'm being invited to be. And it yeah. was simply because the- Danny Zucker, who wrote that episode, loved the league. So he was like, I love your, your I, guy. So I, I love the league. That's when that's when I first was like oh you're hilarious uh (laughs) and i think that just showed like that and enlightened which is a cult classic critic darling of a show should have gotten five seasons absolutely amazing it just shows like the diverse range (laughs) of of your just resume like like the frat boys i hung out and hung out with in college who like watched the league with me when i didn't want to do homework and then you know my smart friends who also like girls and were like enlightened is so great everyone knows you and loves you yeah at the time that was the you know that's the first period in my life where i i you know, and and it happened to me when I was like 38, 39, something like that, where people started to recognize me out in the world, you know, at a restaurant, at a concert or whatever. And it was very clearly delineated to me for that period because it would either be a bunch of drunk bros being like, dude, Rafi, are you kidding me? Or it would be like a slightly older couple with a KCRW tote bag being like, oh, my gosh, you are on our favorite show. I'd be like, oh, let me guess, enlightened? (laughs) Enlightened. And that's how it broke down. And it was. It was great to be, for me, it was awesome to be doing The League, such a hard comedy show, just straight jokes, largely improvised, you know, with all of many, many of my peers at the time. And then to be on a show uh, like Enlightened, which was truly, I think, ahead of its time. You know, yeah. I think we're seeing Mike White have, you know, White Lotus really be this. Yeah. Kind of what, what was it like working with him and now seeing White Lotus like blow up? Oh, it's incredible. It's incredible. And and so much of like so much of what's inside of White Lotus is inside of Enlightened. Yeah. You know, there's so much overlap, especially when you consider the the episode of Enlightened where we are in Hawaii for um uh, Luke Wilson's rehab, uh, uh, his rehab facilities in Hawaii. There is like an overlap there as well. But Mike's yeah. like I had been such a just massive fan of Mike White from, you know, Chuck and Buck and stuff that he'd done with Miguel Arteta before, you know, before any of the stuff that he was, you know, then he goes. Oh, yeah. Those are deep. Rock, hits. I mean, I, yeah. Kind of, but for I, me, as I became like a, a fan when yeah. he did Survivor. So, oh my God, with his dad! Oh no, Amazing Race with his dad. <laughs> yeah, the Amazing Race with his dad, which was so also so incredible. But I was just such a fan of his work, so to be able to be in that show and have and the directors were like Jonathan Demi and like all of these the like a murderer's row of like Nicole Hall of Center, just crazy great directors one after another. So that show was incredible, and to watch them make a show that was 
at the time, at the t- like so many of the shows on my list represent this, but at the time, this really didn't exist, which was a half hour show that was not a a sitcom broad comedy. It wasn't wall-to-wall jokes. It was a, yes, it was a half hour, but it had, it dealt with really complicated and complex, you know, emotional issues, ethical issues, moral issues, all of these things that these characters are confronting and exploring and excavating inside of what looks otherwise like an office comedy at many points, you know? Enlightened is one of my annual rewatches. It's just oh, so good. Awesome. It's one of the ones you got to go back to. Uh, what would you say is the character you're most recognized for on the street and which one is the most annoying? You know, um, Rafi from the league <laughs> is remains the one that is the biggest. And I think I suspect it's probably because that's the for many people, that's the first time they saw me. So that is the first. That's it. That's the I am that to them. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of like I was just in New York for a couple of weeks and just lots of just screaming people screaming it at me on the street, um, which is fun and fine. But that the the group that likes to think I'm Rafi thinks they're encountering the character Rafi from the league, who is a maniac. And that is not me. So it is a very the the conversation is always very disappointing for them. Um <laughs> Yeah, so they like that, trying to buy you shots, make you drink a yes, ton. Yeah. <laughs> constantly. Um although and and now I'll say, you know, the 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 Mike Schur shows, the characters that I've done on on the Mike Schur shows, whether it's you know, Parks and Rec has gone through I feel like a, a huge resurgence of people re-watching it now, uh, streaming it and all this stuff. So Dennis Feinstein, I now hear about a lot. Um, uh, Adrian Pimento from Brooklyn Nine-Nine oh, yeah. is, a, is a big one. I would say Pimento and then Derek from The Good Place have I, made me I was going to say Derek. I thought Derek yeah. would be the biggest one. No, not it's not really. But those two are huge for younger people. For the first time, like young, like young kids are like, oh, my God. And that's that's cool. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I, I love that. You know, I love that. Like, I'm I'm not it's not just drunk bros who are like, oh, dude, are you fucking kidding me? You know, um, it's yeah. like kids in the supermarket being like, holy shit. You know, uh, that I love. It's like, Derek, oh, it's Derek from The Good Place. And uh, I was at a. Uh, I was at a restaurant once and uh, this is pre-pandemic. I was at a restaurant at a comedy festival in Colorado at a restaurant. And like, I don't know, a 12 year old girl came over to my table from her table nervously and delivered a martini glass full of olives, uh, which is a Derek reference. And it was she was so nervous, but it was so adorable. I was like, this makes me happy. This is the best. This 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 is great. This is better than frat boys trying to jam ketamine down my mouth exactly exactly <laughs> although you know it's making a real play for erasing depression so who yeah knows? Maybe, yeah maybe, it's getting legit maybe They're... these frat boys know what's up yeah maybe they knew the whole time <laughs> I, i'm so glad to have you you know we actually we have a lot in common uh i i want to say what do we got oh my god we're both sagittarians Right oh, yeah. There. Oh, yeah. I heard you recently say it was your birthday Happy yeah it was birthday. my Belated. thank you thank when? you uh just november 28th okay got it yeah, yeah. So I'm a November Sagittarius. Okay. Uh, we both went to NESCAC schools, little liberal arts schools. I went Where'd to Williams. Go? Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. A- yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You went to you went it. to Middlebury. I went to Middlebury. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, Very close. Yeah. Yeah. We both played in jazz band in high school. Oh, nice. What instrument? Yeah. Did you play? I, I do guitar. So. Oh, cool. Play jazz oh, guitar. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And Love then uh, we're both allergic to eggs. Wait, are you really allergic to eggs? I'm allergic to eggs. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, yeah. that is really Come on. that's truly unique. Yeah, I, I've met very few people who share my allergies. Yeah, especially oh, apparently most kids grow out of it, and it's rare in adulthood. No, yeah, I'm holding on. I went on. to an allergist a few years ago because I was going to get my wisdom teeth out, which I hadn't done. Um, and the propofol they use for the anesthetic is made with egg. So I, my the guy that was going to do the surgery was like, "Listen, go and get a test to make sure you're not going to react to the propofol." And I was like, "Great, go to." An allergist. I've never been to this person before. And I'm like, hey, I've got this allergy. I'm nervous. And the allergist was like, I don't know if you find this. Sometimes I find this in restaurants or with people or whatever. 
I give my whole spiel to the allergist yeah. where I'm like, you know, I have an anaphylaxis level allergy to eggs. It's life threatening. And, and the doctor goes, oh, I'm sure you've grown out of it by now. <laughs> yep. And I was like, oh, oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, and she was like, well, I'll test you for the propofol. But, you know, I'm sure it's going to be fine. I'm not worried about it. You know, eggs is an allergy that people grow out of. I'm sure it's. And I was like, you know what? Test me for eggs. Yeah. You know, I just was like, throw it on. It was a scratch yeah, test. Yeah, do it. <laughs> so they do the scratch test. They She leaves the room. It comes back 15 minutes later. And it's like, okay, let's take a, whoa. <laughs> and like my, the, my back had swelled up around the egg drop so big that she then sat me down to be like, you have a very serious allergy. You have to be very <laughs> careful. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's why I'm here. That's what I tried I, to tell not, you. Not to be doubted by the medical professional in the room. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this? They never believe me. They're always yeah. like, oh, come on, just try a little. And my mom will oh, even yeah. do it. She'll be like, I bet you're over it by now. Just try some egg. Just try I'm it. I'm sure you'll be fine. I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah. I, or I love I, I love when you're in a restaurant and you, you I, I'm sure you give a, a spiel the same as I do. And then you hear back, oh, I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't need any insurance from yeah. you. I need you to go talk to whoever makes the food and yeah. find out if I'm Like, safe. is there egg in this sauce? Like, I need yeah. to know. Like, I can't get the flu shot or I'll die. Like, please. Yeah. Great. Well, you can now, you know. There oh, is, yeah. There's, there's so, now one that doesn't use egg. Yeah. Like last year was the first time I got it. Exactly. And I was just like, Same. they were shocked. They were like, you've never gotten the flu shot before. And I was like, no, but I've also never gotten the flu. So. Yeah. Well, hey. careful. It's going around now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just I wanted to bring up, wow. bring up all those look similarities. Look, just look at us. So many. Wait, where are you from? You're not from. Are you from New England? No, I grew up in Rockford, Illinois, and then just oh, okay. had to get out and went to school, went to school on the school East Coast. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. And Got decided it. why go somewhere where there's people? I'm going to go in the mountains. But all that time in the mountains gave me time to watch TV. So yeah, same. Yeah. That's how I became an expert. And I, I think I see that passion for TV and you. <laughs> from... Oh, yeah. Well, for me, it was like my childhood was really spent in a house watching TV and I didn't have, you know, we didn't have cable or of course no streaming or anything like that. Or in my college years, like we didn't, have, I didn't have a TV in my room. You didn't have it. It wasn't possible. Wow. Really. You know, so if I wanted to watch my habits would be, I would go down to the TV room, which was like a TV on a wall and like kind of bleachers set up like, like carpeted bleacher kind of scenario um, to watch like Beverly Hills 90210 and Melrose Place and all of those shows, you know, Buffy yeah. or eventually like that's what we would go down and sit in that common room and watch TV. That's so much better than just me on a laptop in my room watching like 10 episodes of Grey's Anatomy alone. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do it. Harrowing. <laughs> yeah. Is there any a like, show that is still on? Yeah, I still watch it. It's wild. Yeah, actually, just to go pay, Patreon members, we have a big in-depth dive on Grey's Anatomy coming and the Grey's Anatomy grifter who like lied to get on the show. And what a great story! It's so good. And then what I a, that article was amazing. I did a deep dive. She wrote all of the worst episodes. Like I oh, all thirteen, right? yeah. And so we're, oh, I'm, I'm pulling back the curtain. We're gonna go into it, so that that'll be coming. Just pay attention. <laughs> oh, and I, for your listeners, it, it, was it a Vanity Fair article? Or was yeah, it, a, it yeah, started the with Vanity, Vanity Fair, Fair article about uh, about this story is a fascinating read. Yeah, Elizabeth Finch lied yes, about cancer, everything you. to write on Grey's Anatomy, and ended up ruining the show with the horrible episode she wrote. So. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. That's, oh, yeah. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah, because that's yeah. the thing is, I read it from the outside because I have no uh, internal knowledge oh, of Oh, you're show. not a Grey's fan. I don't, think I've, oh. <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched Grey's Anatomy, to be honest with you. Um, so I didn't know any of those specifics, but just as a story... Yeah. And then, you know, as fans, we were like, did she harm us? What did she do to us? <laughs> and yeah, she wrote the episode where they wrote out Alex. And it's one of the worst episodes of television ever written. Oh, but wow. yeah, we will have some it. special Patreon content where we go into that. So, you know, are there are there any like really long running shows that you watch that you're like, I would love to guest in that? Like, why haven't they called me up yet? 
There were, you know, not so much anymore, but there were shows that I, you know, like, well, no, there is now because there's still Law and Order. Um, even though uh, I auditioned for it uh, a bunch when I lived in New York, I still, I never got to, you know, I auditioned for the two lines. Yeah. yeah he worked here. I, he quit yeah, a couple weeks ago. I feel ago. like you absolutely would have played. Yeah, like, now they, I got to go like, load oh, these yeah. newspapers. Yeah, you know, like you would have had one of those roles somewhere. Yeah, like a fish market guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, who's like, you're too big now. Starts in five minutes, but um, so I, I've never got I never did a Law and Order, uh, and that's also a show that I you know really especially back in that era when it was like you know the big Law and Order Sam Waterston and yeah. you know uh, um, every you know every it was such a a show in New York uh, I I would have loved to have done that I never got um, the one that I really that I lo- the show that I loved that I always wanted to be on was House. Uh, the Hugh Laurie uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, doctor show, I, which I just loved as a show. And I auditioned a couple of times, never got it. But there isn't any, I'm trying to think, oh, Curb. Curb is a show that I've, I've yet to be on, uh, mostly because of, uh, not in any way other than, like, it hasn't worked out. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but a show that, like, I love, have loved, has been around for long running, that I've that I've never been able to be on, that's one that I would love to be yeah, on. Yeah, that's going to happen. I feel like you're too, I hope so. you're too famous yeah. for Law & Order now. Like, if you were in an episode, you'd, it'd be clear you're you're the person who did it. Well, then I'll do that. I'll, I would love to. I would love to. That to me is like one of those. Uh, oh my God! It's law. It truly, it's law it's order. An iconic. Yeah. It's an, I, I, uh, you know, I'll do whatever. Um, and it is it kind of special blast. to like come on when you've reached that level of fame of oh, that's the person who did it. You know, when you're John Stamos level, and it's like, come on, that's that's your oh, criminal. Yeah. yeah, which I would love, and I do think you know, I will say there has been quite a lot of. Luck, or I've been lucky in my career to have my podcast or other podcasts like this be a venue for me to express fandom of things that have then brought about me being able to be part of those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my talking about John Wick and my love for the John Wick Ah. movies led to them being like, hey, we heard you love this. Do you want to come be in the third one? Like, and that has happened now a bunch of times just with little things here and there. And that I love. I love, I love that being a fan, an out spoken fan a passionate fan of things has brought me closer to those things yeah you know or in direct relationship to those things we're, which i love we're gonna make it happen tv club jason mazuka is for law and order i'm making it happen it's within Please. the next year <laughs> oh i love it uh, i would love that finding the music you love shouldn't be hard that's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. If your child is struggling in school, then IXL is right for your family. IXL is an online learning program for kids that covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. Backed by research, kids using IXL are scoring higher on tests. It's no wonder it's used in 95% of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Plus, a month of IXL costs less than an hour of tutoring. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com 20. Visit IXL.com 20 to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. It is that time. What are what are you watching? What are you watching this week? What's what's been on the TV? You know, I, I, I I'm curious because you watch a lot of stuff. How do you keep track of what you watch? Oh, I have a notebook uh, and basically uh, and a pen <laughs> and a pen. A notebook. So it's all hard copy. Yeah, okay. and then I mean, I I draw out like I, I'm one of those people who likes to draw the schedule myself. So like I have a little calendar I draw, and then I kind of like is this like a bullet journal? Yeah, like a bullet, bullet journal. Yeah. <laughs> Bullet journal. And then I have like all the shows that I know are premiering or like, you know, if it's Wednesday, I know, okay, you have Abbott, Home Economics, the Goldbergs, you know, I'm still very like network based. So I can keep track of it that way. And then I have my like secondary line of shows, which are the ones I'm always kind of watching in the background. That's like, you know, you're below deck, below deck Mediterranean. Okay. You're long. So those are you, are you, so, okay. So then, so do you write the week ahead? Like, are are you on Sunday writing the next week ahead? And then 
do you, upon watching Abbott, cross it off, oh, yeah. check it off? There is some sort of, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I have a little check system, like, okay, I actually got to this one, but then, you know, okay, like. Okay, so I like yeah. that. And I've had, like, mine. And I'll, I do it for the next week because then if I miss something, I can carry it onto next week's list. Smart. So, like, I haven't watched Firefly Lane yet, season two on Netflix now. And so I got to get huh. that on there. Okay, so that's smart because I think what I'm, I've got a. So I write down everything I watch, everything I listen to, and everything I read. Right? Oh, that's amazing. Like I, I write it. I I just keep a list. Just it, just a running list. Um, it's but it's not like um, I wish it was more organized. So what you're doing has a date, a time, and a, like a, you're able to check stuff off. Yeah. I'm not having the to. I'm not having a to do part of it. I've just I just have what I've done, and then I miss a lot of stuff. So I I might adopt your. Yeah. So I'm just anyway. I'm looking at my See, list. Yeah, of stuff you gotta that go back. And I, also, I think it helps because I get screeners, and so sometimes like I watch something ah. that's not out yet, and I'm like, oh right, you can't talk about this. Like just. Pretend yeah, you haven't you're embargoed. seen this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm embargoed. <laughs> Don't try to ask me what happens next week on 90 Day Fiance because I know and I can't tell you. <laughs> oh boy, never seen an episode. Wow. They, never seen an episode, and no, no, neither have I ever seen a. Um, uh, what did you just say? Below, below decks? decks. Never seen a below decks. Wow. Do you do Zero. reality TV? I. You know. I don't I don't I don't do reality TV in the in the framework of what we're talking about here. The the what I would call the below decks, the uh, the Bravo. Yeah, shows, the Bravo. Like all the Real Housewives, yeah. The Bachelor. I don't do any of those. The I do my version of reality shows is all they're not really reality shows. They're docuseries. It's all like the survival shows. Oh. So it's like Alone, Life Below Zero, The Last Alaskans, Alaska: The Last Frontier. Um, you know, yeah. all of those. Sh- the, I well, I consume anything that's about people living off the grid. <laughs> I, I kind of had a big ice road truckers period oh, where I sure, got really yeah. into shows like that, where I was just like, just show me a man in a cabin just trying to survive. Yeah. Yeah. I got I've, I'm super into those are the show like the only co- competition show I watch is Alone, you know, uh, which I think which season nine uh, just aired this year. Yeah. Incredible season. Incredible season of television. Yeah. I got into um, uh, John Gabris was like, you got to watch it. The best. Got me into it. And now I'm obsessed. Like, yeah, yeah. The best. Because I, I'm just, I, I don't really about it all the time. Yeah, I don't really do the Bravo reality shows. I'm not into like the oh, okay. like Real Housewives as much. I like the docu series stuff. I want to watch someone who's addicted to eating the foam in their couch. Or whoa, yeah, like okay, <laughs> wow, <laughs> like, that is like that's a wild specific. Oh, my strange addiction. She was addicted to eating the foam in her, in her couch. My, okay, never heard and of the, the show. Yeah, my oh, strange, my addiction. strange addiction. The I think the best way to summarize the show is there's a whole episode about a woman who's obsessed with eating her husband's ashes and her biggest fear in the world is that she'll eat them all and there won't be any more left of him to eat. That's absolutely incredible. Wow. Yeah. That is different than eating the foam in the couch. That is there's something to that that is that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And she Holy just shit. had it in a box. She would like sprinkle it on does her she eggs. Eat, that's what I was going to say. Does she eat? Does she cook them as an ingredient into something? No, you're saying almost as a seasoning. Yeah, like a seasoning. But she also a would just like of, a little bit of Gary. Yeah. This needs a little more a little Gary. more Gary. But she also would just scoop right from the box. Oh, yeah. Also, just side question. As someone who's oh. allergic to eggs, what do you like to do for breakfast? Because isn't it so hard? I do. I basically don't do breakfast. My answer is I really don't do breakfast. I'll do a coffee and banana. That's yeah. Me, like, like that's I'm not a I never have been. It's never been safe. It's not safe. You know, it's maybe, the most dangerous maybe, maybe meal of the day. Yeah. Maybe a maybe yogurt, a yogurt and, a and oatmeal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but truth be told, I almost never have breakfast. I have coffee and then I have lunch. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, because it's too dangerous. Exactly. It's the uh, most it's so it's, dangerous. Everything. Everything. Breakfast and dessert. It's like a death. It's truly a death. Even when they're like, I'm like just potatoes and some veggies. And then they always like, nope, I put an egg in. And it's like, no, that's not. okay. Yeah. Or one time at a diner, I I just had because there was nothing I could have. I just had home fries. Uh, I went to the hospital because of eggs. And it was simply because they cooked (laughs) the home fries on the same same griddle (laughs) that they made the omelets on or whatever. And I was like, what the fuck, guys? Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's like, they just don't think it's like, they're like, oh, whatever. Everything has egg. You're fine. It's like, oh, wait, you can't even be, can't even like touch it. Can't even, yeah. Like serious, but, (laughs) but okay. Yeah. So not really into reality, but, but what are you watching this week? (laughs) Okay. So this week I am, so, um, uh, okay, so my watching is kind of split evenly between half-hour comedies, adult animation, oh, yeah. and like and um, dad TV. Uh, I would, what I would consider dad yeah, TV. Yeah. I feel like you talk to Gabrus and Pally about this. Yeah, yeah, we talk dad and, TV. And very similar. I have very similar tastes in that regard. So Slow Horses is back. <laughs> Gary Oldman, Spycraft, uh, 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 Dad TV, like at at the most heightened level. Uh, Apple TV show uh, based on a series of of books, and it is just fantastic. It is about like a group of disgraced uh, MI five agents yeah. who are put into who are not put, who are kind of put out to pasture. They can't be fired, so they ha- they are put at this place called Slough House, where they are basically ignored. But then every season, of course, they get themselves into some sort of mystery. And it's all spycraft, you know, John Le Carre style. Yeah. But like, huh. but all, they're all fuck ups. You know, the, the whole team is a team of fuck ups. And this sounds so, really interesting. And I assume this show is about cowboys or something. Nope, it is not. That's Yellowstone. Yeah. Also watching it. <laughs> right. There's new Yellowstone. Oh, there is new Yellowstone, Ashley. Come on. <laughs> that, I, I have to say I'm behind on Yellowstone. Don't keep up with that no, one. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but it's great. Um, uh, White Lotus, uh, of, of course. course uh, fantastic. Sex Life of College Girls season two. Oh, so good. It's I'm 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 liking it. I'm not loving it. But I think yeah. I think this is a failure of my expectations and not the show. Yeah. It does. I don't. Yeah. To me, it, to me, it feels a little like we kind of just jumped right back into the first season, and you know, I'm like, it's second season. I want, I want new stakes. I want some new something, and it, it just feels kind of like a continuation. It feels a little bit like a retread. The thing that I wanted the show to be, and again, this is a failure of my expectations. The show is delivering on what it's doing, yeah. right? The actors are great. I think Pauline Chalamet is oh, killing it. So good. I think she gets the show she's on. You know, she really understands it. And to me, what I wanted was sexier, you know, more R-rated Gilmore Girls when Rory went to Yale. Yeah. You know, like what if season three of Gilmore Girls, when Rory goes to Yale, what if 80% of the stories were just Rory at Yale? Yeah. And it was Rory and Paris and everybody, all of her cohort at school. I wanted that. I wanted that to be the show. So I think I think I wish the show were, you know, 45 minute episodes instead of 25 minute episodes. Yeah, I think it would be better. Again, this is me. The show's doing great, but I think the show would be better served. And because they've got such a rich now group of characters to dig into, each of whom have a coherent group dynamic, the four roommates, but they all now also have independent friend groups and other people, ancillary people they're all connected to. Um, So in an hour long format or in a 45 minute format, they could explore and we would learn more and feel a little bit more. It feels yeah. a little choppy. To it me feels right a little now. choppy. Like we're jumping like it's through to things. Yeah, it's like it's hard for me to care about like the coffee shop coworker boss dot like leaving and all that yeah. when I'm like you know we don't get that much time here. Like, but I love that the the woman who works with Kimberly at the coffee shop becomes one of the comedy writers at the comedy magazine. Yeah. Like that's a story for her that I wish we were following. Yeah, you know that I wish we could really follow her journey from, from that working at the coffee. Yeah, because then it, now it, yeah. Because it's like, well, now she's focused on this boss bitch thing. Can she really like balance both? But I have a feeling it'll just be like a thing that's never mentioned and it happens off screen and it just works out. So, yeah. And so I that's I I, that's that's what I'm missing a little bit is a like a little bit more investment in these characters, a little bit more grounding of these characters. Uh, But I think they're kind of stuck in just the limitations of being a 22 to a 24 minute show. Yeah. Uh, with a large ensemble, huge ensemble, and you know, huge. Yeah, ensemble. you got to get all those cute boys on screen. Um, um, wait, I'm sorry. Did you want to jump? Did you want to jump in with something you're watching? Uh, I just listed a bunch of. Oh stuff. yeah, I'll, I'll share one of mine. Um, I've been. I finally caught up on Rick and Morty, this newest season. 
Yeah, great. Yeah, Same. yeah. It's it's good. I actually, I, I do feel like the season's losing a little bit of steam. I absolutely kind of forgot actually, like what even happened last episode. Uh, well, and and I had that happen too because I'd forgotten that they had split the season. Yeah, and so I came back at a certain point and was like, oh wait, I have three Rick and Mortys that I haven't yeah. seen. How did that happen? Like somewhere it fe- to to our earlier point. It fell off of my, uh, I was unable to schedule it. You know, like I was, I wasn't aware I needed to schedule it again because I was like, oh, enough weeks passed without a new one that I was like, oh, maybe a new one's not coming for months. For months or a year. Yeah. And then all of a sudden one day Hulu was just like, oh, there's a new Rick and Morty. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, so I, yeah. I caught up on that. I, I like what they're doing. Again, I just want more of the mythology. I want to get into Evil Morty more. That's all I... I know. Yeah. I know. It does feel like... But I do feel like they're doing... It's interesting. Like, I feel like they are even themselves inside of the meta episode or inside of the show commenting on how fans are yeah. <laughs> disgruntled with the show that the, the, they are commenting on that people want more case of the week fun adventure shows yeah. and then other people want more mythology heavy canon establishing sh- episodes yeah you know? that act, yeah uh, all- that, that brought the whole last episode back to me with the sword where they were like oh if you accept the sword you're gonna go on a whole dumb one-off episode that no one likes yeah. and i was like oh yeah there it is <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And that's then that but it's it it's interesting to watch shows in success and in the case of Rick and Morty in massive success really have to grapple with um or it, it seemingly address the 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 discord and the discourse around them inside of their fandom. Yeah. You know, which is <laughs> insane to me yeah it's I, it, I they're brave for doing it so and yeah. i'm and it's still oh, good yeah. it's still one of the best adult animated shows out there hands down yeah. and so and also so funny so like, yeah just such good hard sci-fi and then such good silly jokes yeah, just yeah fantastic so many per page i love one of the shows that i really love has just come back um uh, South Side. I was gonna say South Side. Yes, so good. Um, I just the first two episodes just came out and were like, I love the I you know the, there's a bunch of shows on my list that I feel like scratch this same itch, which is I love these shows that are kind of shaggy hangout shows. Yeah. You know, they're not predicated on a uh, dense plot or a, a, a specific series of events. You are just cutting between casts of characters, interesting, funny cast of characters, just having like these moments. They don't not, and they oftentimes don't necessarily intersect with each other either. You're just along for the ride with each of these kind of groups of people yeah. per episode. And Southside does it maybe better than almost anybody yeah, else. And one um, of the best new shows doing it. it. It has a real like early, it's always sunny in Philadelphia vibe to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great, it's so funny, and it's such a great, uh, huge cast of characters, all of whom are home runs. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's fantastic. And, uh, you know, very, uh, very, gr- like, incredible, <laughs> incredible performances, and then just absolute indulgence in nonsense. Yeah. You know, which I love. I love its willingness to just be like truly very dumb and silly. Yeah, dumb and silly. Uh, There's no sort of, I, I don't know, the expectation of like, oh, we're this show on the about the Chicago South Side. We have to deal with like a, specific issues or like have some sort of nod to deeper meaning. No, it can just be silly. It's great. Yeah, it's really it really makes me happy. Uh, and I was so excited, like when I found that show just to be like oh i'm so in, like i'm i love this show i love this uh, i love this vibe it reminds me of uh, the Canadian show Letterkenny yeah, that yeah. in that way that it is like okay we're going to be with you know in Letterkenny we're going to be with the 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 farmer guys here we're going to be with the skids over here we're going to be with these characters over here and it's the same with Southside you're, you're, we're going to be with the Renaissance guys here we're going to be with the cops for this story and we're going to be with these people for that story and like just checking in on all of them without them needing to then all collapse together yeah. that it's really fun it, uh, it doesn't feel feel 
they don't feel forced to me and everybody gets to do their thing, you know, yeah. uh, which I love. It's it's so clever. I need everyone to go watch it. The third season just came out on HBO Max uh, last week. So go watch it. It's incredible. Uh, I'll, I'll do the last one on my watch list. Uh, Young Rock. Go. Go, what Young Rock? On yeah, okay. You, are oh, you, I know. you watching but Young Rock? I want to. No, I'm not watching. <laughs> Ashley, I'm not watching Young Rock. Sell me on. Okay, it. well, uh, it's actually really clever and smart and funny. It is by the same woman who did Don't Trust to Be in Apartment 23. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't know so that. it's a little more sarcastic and funny. aware okay. of itself than people seem to think. It's not like Young Sheldon. It's making fun of Young Sheldon. I through okay, the that, rock. I think I thought it was more like yeah that's Sheldon. what people think but it's like you got randall park in there he's fun, like he's kind of the best part actually got it and Great. you know and then it is a little like abc family sitcom it gets a little corny but i like that i don't mind that you know sure. i still yeah. watch home economics and the goldbergs so it has that end in it but then also i like it because i like wrestling so it does get into a lot of the oh, history okay. of like the rocks family it like oh, cool do, you okay. know there's a lot of like referential stuff so it's to, tethered to, to something that you history. care about yeah. Have you watched, and I have not, but I'm about to start it just because it's gotten mentioned now a couple of times uh, to me by people that I trust. Um, high School? The, is it called High yes. School? The show about Tegan and Tegan Sarah? Tegan and Sarah with Thea Duvall. And, yes, it's called yeah. High School. It is on Freebie on Amazon Prime. It's on Freebie. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Which basically just Prime Video. But it is, it's really, really good. I love it. Yeah, I gotta it. watch that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I'm excited for that. I wish people knew what Freebie was or like it got any sort of promotion like i don't know what well, they're doing is, but yeah this is one of the great disappointments to me of modern tv watching which is it is so hard to in in this era of so many services that are spread across so many different outlets that are buried inside of uh, menus buried inside of other menus shows you know algorithms not knowing what to show you when or how there is an element which is a show like high school is you have to be told repeatedly to find it and then you have to go yeah. search it out search and that's it, yeah. That's very hard. It's it's you don't no longer do we accidentally discover things. You know, I do because I flip through. I still have cable and I, th I flip through channels. Yeah, same. But <laughs> I'm but I'm 50. I think for young people, they don't do that. They no. they seek out a thing and watch it. But we're we've taken away like discovery as part of the process. And for me, it's also I find it very difficult to organically navigate and find the stuff that I want. Yeah. You know, like I want to be able to, you know, um, have everything aggregated onto one. I want to open up a window and be like, oh, I can watch the new episode of High School. Yes. I can watch the new episode of Abbott. I can watch the new episode of Grand Crew. Or I can watch, you know, the new episode of 1899 or an old Doctor Who or any of yeah. it. And it's all right, right there. there. It's, you know, Instead, I don't yeah. have to. Yeah. I, and that's another part of my organization. I have like a spreadsheet for each platform and I, I jump between them where I'm like, OK, wow. this is what's new on Netflix this week. This is, And then I open each one and just to make sure I didn't lose, I didn't like though. miss anything. I go but through that's, Peacock that's, and I'm like new releases yeah. every week. It's too much yeah, work. Yeah, too much work. That's too much work. And that, like, you are obviously, you know, uh, you know, professionally yeah, involved yeah. in television at this point. But, you know, the average viewer, not only are they not going to do that, they're not going to even come close to doing what you just described no. in order to make sure they, people are missing. And that's what's heartbreaking. That's what, while I was making this list, people are missing such good shows because they didn't know it even it was, was there. Available. Like uh, they didn't know it existed. Martha Plimpton had an amazing sitcom that came out this year on Freebie that no one watched called Sprung. And when I said Martha Plimpton's in this amazing film, people were like, "Oh, by the person who did Raising Hope and stuff." I I would watch that. It's like, wow. yeah, yeah. No, that's crazy. What else are you watching? Eighteen ninety nine. Have you watched? I have not watched eighteen ninety nine. Okay, you, yeah, you brought I me won't something say too new. Much about it. I won't say too much about it other than it, it is it is wall to wall vibes. Like that's the other thing that I watch is shows that are vibes. Oh yeah. I don't know what the hell is going on on this show, but I am like I'm all in. I'm like <laughs> this is a this is a vibes heavy watch. Yeah. It's great. That's me with the so, crown. Anyway. It's just vibes. I'm just like this is yeah, like a pretty moving that. portrait. I don't know what's I going on, but yeah. <laughs>
We're going to take a quick break and we're going to be back with our finally our underrated hits. We, we made you oh, wait yeah. for it, but like th- this has been really great. So it's been goddamn. It's been working. wonderful. Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. And we're back with our underrated TV hits of the year 2022. I, I'm excited to see what you got, Jason. Why don't you share your first one? Okay. So, yeah, I think like I said earlier, you know, like I was trying to come up with a list that, you know, steered us a little bit away from the big shows that were mostly the dialogue around the the kind of monocultural dialogue around those IP driven shows. So uh, a lot of these are smaller shows. Yeah. A lot of them are half hour comedies uh, or half hour somethings. Uh, my first show is This Fool. Oh, um, yes. The... FX Hulu show uh, from Chris Estrada, Frankie Quinones, uh, the guys that did corporate uh, uh, oh, yeah. worked on this. This show is absolutely fantastic. And it's so good. It's one of my favorites of the year. Just an incredible team behind it. it the first season it came out so strong. It felt like a show that you already watch in syndication. It was just like already absolutely. a strong ensemble. Completely fully formed. Completely like exactly great ensemble. Incredible performances. Hilarious. Hilarious, but also very sweet, yeah. good, like heartfelt storytelling. Uh, great, great uh, deep dive into into all of these characters. And for everybody watching White Lotus season two, like a real another part of the Michael Imperioli. Yeah. Uh, incredible performances of 2022. Yeah, this is crazy. He's so good in it, and it's incredible. (laughs) He's so funny, and as 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 great and and kind of scowling and and interesting as he's being on White Lotus, he's being so silly and so goofy on this fool. It's great. Yeah, his his people knocked it out of the park with him this year with those roles. It's like, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, uh, but like, but everybody. I mean, I think Chris Estrada is fantastic on the show. Yeah. I think the show is hysterical. Um, it's you know, it's an LA set uh, Mexican American family. Uh, sh- it's 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 part family show, part workplace show. Uh, it's to me, this is a modern sitcom. Yeah, this it's is a how modern, modern sitcom, sitcom should, should work. work and look. You know? Yeah, it's it's so good. Uh, Love it. First on my underrated hits list, Julia on HBO Max. Okay. If you watch that, it's about uh, Julia. I, I, <laughs> Julia, Julia Child. Child. Is this David Hyde Pierce. David Hyde is Pierce in this, right? is in this it. Is, yep. Oh, this show got, it hooked me at first. Obviously, I was like, "Who? Who do? Who doesn't know this lady's story? Boring. Don't care. Seen the movie. I started watching the TV show. It, every week, I was like, "When do I get new Julia? I need. Wow. New, it's so." engaging the way they break down the story where you're like she's up against all of these like sexist producers who don't want to make her show and you know this producer who like doubts her but is assigned to work with her and you're just like cheering for her oh that's great it kind of had uh queen's gambit vibes where you're just like this shouldn't be as interesting as it is but my heart is like racing to see if she's going to make a souffle. And my assumption is is it also like beautifully filmed food stuff yes Okay, that's yeah. cool. And I it like also that. goes into like how difficult it is to shoot that stuff and how she was so revolutionary with the way that her team oh, set cool. it up and created a lot of that. So yeah. it, I loved it. It got me. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch it for David Hyde Pierce alone. Oh. Frasier is one of my constant background shows. Yeah. 
like for years is just constantly if I'm, you know, do whatever, doing stuff around the house or whatever. Frasier is a complete wallpaper. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you, David and this and Julia, he plays a horny little freak. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Do they get into the isn't there a story about she was in the OSS, the the precursor to the CIA? Yeah, yeah. Is that what it was called? Not the OSS. Something, something like that. Yeah. It, but they do get yeah. into it and like her father's disappointment huh. around oh, like, wow. you know, her choosing this, what he deemed to be frivolous. It's really good. Oh, great. Okay. So, I love yeah. it. Um, I mentioned earlier the Canadian sitcom Letterkenny. Um, and one of they've done one of my favorite things that sometimes uh, shows will successfully do, rarely successfully, but in this case, incredibly successful, which is they took a, a character from Letterkenny who is not only like never seen visually, but is like a true one joke character, the character named Shorzy. And they created an entire new show based on Shorzy called Shorzy. Wow. Um, that is so funny. Jared Kiso, who is the writer, director, star of Letterkenny, also plays this character named Shorzy, who's like this vile, kind of reprehensible piece of shit hockey player. <laughs> like everybody, the 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 conversation around Shorzy is he just torments everybody, and everybody just says, fuck you, Shorzy, <laughs> fuck you, Shorzy. And so, the, and he's a hockey player on like an adult in a, an adult hockey league. And so the, but what's fascinating where Letterkenny is this kind of every week is just jokes, just loose plot jokes, jokes, jokes. Shorzy is a serialized sitcom that is a sports tale that is like that's huh. like the season of Wrexham, uh, the the docu series yeah. about the the soccer team that Ryan Reynolds and and Rob McElhaney bought. Um, Shorzy is about an adult hockey team that's going to get disbanded unless they can win the championships, and it is it is like a dumb sports story that works so well, better than it has any business for a joke that is just wall to wall for a show that. It's just wall to wall jokes. Wow, um, it's great, and it's only like six episodes, okay. I think, or wow, or eight. It's short. It's sweet. It's great. It has way more. It has more heart and emotion than Letterkenny, but it's just as just as absolutely ridiculously funny, and then has like a real heart to it, which I was shocked yeah. by because the Shorzy character is you know pretty reprehensible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're you're bringing me something new. I've never even heard of this show. And oh, I love good. Letterkenny. Oh, that's so great. this this is going oh. on my list. Okay, so do you know who Shorzy is? From yeah, Letterkenny? like I know the jokes, okay. but I had no idea that okay, they so did it's, this it's whole that show. Guy's show. Well, yeah, I'm in. It's wild. I'm in. Yeah, I, I can't believe I haven't even heard. Of the, yeah, there. This is what the show's all about. This is what this podcast. Yeah. Is all about. Uh, next on my list, I am going with Maggie. From Hulu, which was sadly canceled, Uh, but Mm -hmm. Maggie was about this girl who is a psychic and she sees the love of her life in the future, but then the image keeps changing, so you're never actually sure who she's going to end up with. It was like a sweet little rom-com sitcom with some brilliant writers behind it, Uh, great talent, Uh, Chris Elliott, Carrie Kenny was on it. Yeah. And just huh. surprisingly, I, I yeah. feel like I don't know this show. Oh, good. It, Great. it got canceled because nobody, re- I, they didn't really promote it. But one season? Yeah, one season. It's like eight episodes. And it's just, it's Man. like a funny, quick watch. All right, cool. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll check it out because I love that. Because next on my list, uh, just because you said rom com, um, Star, Starstruck Season uh, Two. Yeah was phenomenal like you know i feel like we're in people keep saying like oh rom-coms are back or we're we got rom-coms back again and i'm so far i have not really agreed with that there have been a couple of okay ones but i think where the rom-com is working is inside of this show this is rose matafeo's show uh, uh, uh a comedian doing a show in the uk uh, this is a British production and she's, I think from New Zealand. Um, and it, it is, it's, it's, um, it's Notting Hill as a show. It is, it is a, it is a coming of age love story, romantic comedy for Rose's character who in the first season or in the first episode of the first season, it hooks up with a guy that she doesn't realize is a famous movie star. And then the rest of the seasons play out as she is kind of self 
sabotaging her way through um, a series of encounters and relationships, both friendships and love relationships that are that are really it's I think a really wonderful show that's like an incredible emotional journey, but is fucking funny it is, it is so is funny very funny yeah rose is hilarious i i sing the praises of starstruck that's a good one that's a good one to have love on the it. list love love it and i feel like it definitely people whenever i talk to people about it they're like i've never even heard of uh, that it's on hbo yeah. max uh it's fantastic yeah uh, uh Ju- it's the best rom-com in the last 10 yeah. years uh, uh i recommended right? it least. to june diane Raphael when she was on the podcast she followed up with Great. me later to be like i loved it obsessed with it now so there you go there you go. Yeah, I, I agree. And and if you like it and you dig it, Rose has a special out called Horn Dog. Yeah, that I believe is also on HBO. That's yes. fantastic. Like a straight comedy special. Yeah, it's she's she's so funny. Uh, Holy shit, it, yeah. so funny. Next on my list, uh, American Auto on NBC. Uh, it's a sitcom. Oh, I don't know this oh, either. It's by the same guy who did uh, Superstore. Uh, it has Anna Gasteyer. Oh. Uh, okay. Oh, cool. I can't think of anyone else's name in the cast, but <laughs> it's a really good ensemble comedy. It has that same energy as Superstore. I think a lot of people miss that show. And if you do, go to American Auto. It is just really funny. Uh, it's paired with Grand Crew. I think it's like this. Dyna- like, show. yeah, it's a good do. I can't wait for both shows to come back uh, in a few weeks. American Auto. Anna Gasteyer, it's her time. She deserves this. Holy shit. So yeah. funny. So, so funny. Um, next on my list is Somebody Somewhere. Oh, yeah. Um, the first season of the Bridget Everett show, Somebody Somewhere, which is on HBO, which is, um, which, uh, you know, it's interesting. Going through my list, I recognize thematic links between a lot of these things. Um and a lot of them are shows, like I said, that aren't interested in necessarily plot or uh, a lot of heavy story stuff, but are much more interested in character yeah. and, yeah, and uh, you know, excavating and uh, investigating uh, people and how they grow and how they're in the co- in the case of Starstruck, how people can be their own worst enemy or how people are dealing with in the case of um, this show, Somebody Somewhere and a number of other shows on the list, actually. How people are dealing with loss and grief and how do you keep moving forward? How do you keep your family together? How do you develop uh, new friendships as an adult inside of a period when you feel lost or you feel hopeless? Um, Which, you know, I think for me or for a lot of people in these last few years, I think feelings of grief, loss, frustration, loneliness couldn't be more apropos to the times that we are in. Um, And this is a show that is about that. Bridget Everett. You know, incredible, you know, comedic performer, incredible, you know, cabaret performer. You know, it's a small town. She moves back to her small town to deal with her family and uh, and the passing of her sister. And she gets involved with a, a new group of friends, one of whom is one of my absolute favorite people in the world, who also is a UCB performer, Jeff yes. Hiller, who gives just an absolutely astonishing performance so good. inside of the show. And very different from his performance on American Horror Story in New York this year, where he was terrifying. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, that's Oh, yeah, great. he plays a very, very scary, scary murder. Ah. <laughs> uh. He is he is so talented and so good and in this show especially uh, it's just fantastic. You know, I loved I loved this whole season. I can't wait to see where it goes. I'm heartbroken. Mike Haggerty, who plays uh, her father in the yeah. show, passed away uh, subsequent to season one coming out. So I'm sure that will be a part of season two, which is, you know, he's, you know, a, a, a comedy TV legend. So uh, that was very yeah. sad. But I'm, I'm really I was just really blown away by that show, like how how they could make small stakes stuff feel so impactful. Impactful, but then also, again, make time for jokes, yes. make time for funny moments inside of tragedy, inside of hopelessness, inside of frustration, real funny jokes. Yeah, you know? it, it's it was probably my favorite character piece show of the year. I was so happy it got renewed. I didn't know if it would. Oh, you yeah. know, it got like kind of lost in the hype of House of the Dragons and all that. But we're getting a second season. So 
Thank yeah, God. And that's, you know, a lot of these shows, that's what it is, whether it's This Fool or Somebody Somewhere. These are a lot. These are shows that like people, I when I talk to people about them, they have never even heard yeah. it. It's not like, oh, I got to get to that. It's like, I don't, I don't even know, know it what exists. And it has like amazing actors and they're just like, oh, oh yeah. huh. Yeah. And you're like, it's got Bridget Everett. Oh, I, oh, love, I love her. her. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, then go watch it. You it's know? on HBO. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to thank my guest, Jason Manzoukas, again. Such a nice person. And we just, we have so much in common. So much in common. Uh, But part two of this wonderful interview continues next week. We're going to keep talking about our favorite underrated TV hits of 2022. Uh, We're going to talk about some funny things. How did he get that role as Tommy Lee's penis in Pam and Tommy? Uh, We're going to get into that and so much more. So tune in next week for part two of this just uh, amazing interview. He's so great. Oh, my gosh. Right. TV I say with Ashley Ray. Another episode. Another episode. TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Sam Kiefer and produced by Amelia Chapelo. And our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. And you can also find my full archive ad-free episodes of TV I Say over on Stitcher Premium. Use promo code TVISAY, all one word, for a one-month free trial at stitcher.com slash premium. Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. Hey, parents. Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.